views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Amber Teal, founder of The Healthy Edge, is bringing you the hit show Healthy Edge Radio, living with power, passion, and purpose. Amber provides the support and tools necessary for you to finally release the weight and emotions that are hidden beneath the weight. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information on how you can take the next step with Amber, visit GetTheHealthyEdge.com. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the show. And we have got a doozy for you. I'm trying to adjust my little mask here to get this all working right. Um, Happy Halloween. Yeah. And we're keeping up with the theme that we had earlier, just so you know, and that is we're talking about what? One day each year, one day each year, you feel like you fit in. I'm telling you, I'm sitting here as Glenna is my witness and yep. Got the mask on. We're doing Facebook Live. Questionable Conversations. Dr. Glenna Rice joining me to, here today. Is, to, is today that one day? Is today that one day that you feel like you do fit in? What is it about this? Happy Halloween, everybody out there. We're having questionable Halloween conversations. Me, Dr. Glenna, and our very special guest, Kara White, to, Kara Wright, joining us here today. Now, for those of you, I want to just say who Dr. Glenna is, but you mostly know. She is a fabulous access consciousness facilitator, but she's also someone that helps us understand how to become more aware on how to live our lives in the most amazing way. She lives in the world of possibilities. If you want to find out more about her, go to glennarice.com, and we're going to also tell you how you can participate in some of the things she's doing in the world. Kara is someone that knows, like, here I am, how do we demand the universe to do things? How can I, how can I make my life work in different ways? How can I have success in all of them? So today, we're going to be talking, the three of us, and looking at, have you ever felt different? Welcome to the show to both of you. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, thank you, Dr. Pat beautiful introduction and welcome car i'm so excited to do the show with you thank you yeah so let's start with that question i mean i am here today because i've got myself and i've got 
you know, in the back, I am in imagining myself the fire dragon in Game of Thrones. So there we go. So this is today. I get to be that. Um, if I would have gotten my hair cut done sooner, I would have been 11 from Stranger Things, right? Um, but this is the day that we get to feel different and feel, I, you know I love this word, normal. So let's talk about, have you always felt different? I want to start with you, Dr. Dr. Galena. Have you always felt different? <laughs> um, yes. And I always tried to be normal. <laughs> And I didn't do it that well. And actually, this is, was one of my favorite holidays. I'm born in October, <laughs> Halloween, and loved the day to dress up, which I'm not really dressed up today, except I got black on. Um, and it was always such a great evening or trick-or-treating or when I was older and a teenager and went to costume parties. I always had such a great time on this day. And there's something about being able to be different with ease on the Halloween day, I, I think for me, it, it, there was something that I could kind of be me more than I was able to be most of the time in my normal suburban life <laughs> that I grew up in. Um, but now I am totally willing to be definitely different. <laughs> so <And look> normal. <laughs> well, well, let me ask Kara, isn't this the day where even though parents may not go out and get dressed up the way they normally would, they totally get into whatever it is they, they think their kids should or shouldn't be. And I was sharing this through the last show. I was talking to a parent who was giving me an example of, of, of her child giving three characters that she was thinking of being, just so you know. One of them, of course, was Wonder Woman. And I shared why Wonder Woman is so important. The other one was Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad. The third one was Eleven from Stranger Things. And mom was like, no, no, no. In her mind, she's telling me, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I got to tell her to be the women, the, the, the characters with the long hair. And so the, the kids said, I want to be 11 from Stranger Things. Let's go get my hair cut. <laughs> <laughs> no wigs. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, do you, I mean, right? Do you, I don't know. Do you know any children that really wear wigs if they can like get the real haircut no 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 uh because this is a generation of of kids they don't really they different is the new normal for them right um let's talk about why we have such a need to fit in what do you think that needs about Kara? why don't you take that one well that's like a big topic yeah <laughs> um you know i i i think for me like with Especially with Halloween, I always think of my mom because my mom really loved Halloween. She always made her costumes. It was a big deal around Halloween. So Halloween is my favorite holiday as well. Oh, cool. And um, I think with the need to fit in, I know for me, um, not only was is it taught to you from a very young age that it's important that you fit in with your peers and that you match, um, but also I was very aware of like what that meant for my family. Like if I was weird or different, how did that reflect on my mom or how did that reflect on my dad or more? It was mostly my mom, but I live in a small enough town that it was like, I even had a grandfather that was very well known in town. And literally like I had the awareness at a very young age that if, you know, if I ended up being weird or different or bad or, you know, had some sort of reputation or whatever, that it would actually reflect on my family. So I think for me, starting out being different or 
not being different and being what everybody else expected me to be was kind of a priority, um, for lack of a better way of saying it. So, and I was different in like the weird, awkward ways. Like, I don't think I realized, like Glenna said, I don't think I realized how different I was. I think I thought I was fitting in, but <laughs> in reality, it was, <laughs> I don't think I was. I was incredibly shy, you know, and I was the little weird kid that would go out by themselves during recess because it was super uncomfortable to be around people. And I actually never, even though I wanted to fit in, I never knew how to fit in. So it's a very big, complicated topic. I think it's true for a lot of kids and adults. It doesn't go away when you hit 18. <laughs> it didn't for me anyway. <laughs> oh, it, it, 18. It hasn't gone away now. I mean, I, I'm just like sitting here in my little red mask and I'm thinking to myself, why is this the favorite holiday of the year for me? And, you know, I mean, Glenna, not only is this an important question to explore, but you also have children. And so in, in the conversation of this, it's did you ever fit in? And what do we do with children that maybe do want to change, shave their hair, hair right? <laughs> mm. I said let them um, but one of the things you want to ask if you shave your hair what's that going to create tomorrow after Halloween when your hair is gone and have let them know what they're actually creating um, or in a year or you know I did I've let my daughter dye her hair bright pink when she was in I think eighth grade um, I didn't say I totally let her she chose it I wasn't thrilled um, and she had a fabulous fabulous like six, two months or something with her bright pink hair school. And it was, um, being, she was able to look different and get, um, accolades for it. Cause people really, it was, it was in enough to have colored hair. Um, and she, it changed her to be able to choose to be outside the box of what you're supposed to do. And then she realized her beautiful blonde hair was actually quite pretty and she grew it on her very own. So she has, she went back to blondish red. Um, what would you say, Cara? I just, it, with your conversation, I was thinking about in high school, like I would do, like when I got a little bit older, I actually really desired to be different and I would do it in very subtle ways. But the minute what would happen is like, you end up kind of being a trendsetter because, um, especially with the level of awareness that I had growing up, I think I would be aware of something that was coming in and I would do it like a lot of times it had to do with my hair or my makeup or the way that I dressed or all of that stuff. And I would do it. And then, you know, I would be totally different like your daughter. And then other people would start to do it. And that was the minute I was like, Oh, well, I'm not, I'm not going to not, I'm not going to do it now because now everybody's doing it, you know? So then I, it's funny how you go from like trying to be normal. Then you go to like, you know, in your teen years of like, no, I want to be different. And so then it's like, every time like the normal comes up, you're like, no, I'm going to, now I'm going to change. And then I'm going to change directions. So then I became somebody who just was always changing. I still do that. I get so bored with how I look. I like to change things up. So, well, I want to ask you this, but here we are today and look at some of the things we do in the world. I mean, you know, I love going on. I mean, if you look at some of the people that I've interviewed on ghosts and goblins, and I just did a whole show on a Jedi here with Daniel, and we're talking about the dark, you know, the force and the dark side. And, you know, I was talking the other day about why uh, The Walking Dead 
is one of the most fascinating television phenomenon of this generation and multiple generations. And then we could also talk about the X-Men, can't we? Yep. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. <laughs> um, Let's funny. talk about them because I've never really seen more angst about what X-Men should be, what the franchise should do, what they shouldn't do. Should we make a TV thing of them? But what is it about the X-Men phenomenon? Now, even in pop television show called, I think it's called Gifted, which says, wait a minute, why are we treating these people less than? I mean, isn't that a phenomenon in itself, Kara? It definitely is. Glenna, you were going to say something. Oh, I was just going to make a comment about The Walking Dead because so many oh. people are walking around dead in this reality already anyway. Just, <laughs> That's like a, they're kind of exciting dead people. <laughs> That's just my interesting thing. Well, yeah, yeah, they are the walking dead and they are walking around dead. Um, but the other side of that is this whole notion of it, even the walking dead have superhero powers. <laughs> But isn't that the X-Men phenomenon now? It's like, wow, these people are different, but there's a level of humanity. And how do we understand our differences in a way that helps us in the world we live in and live in possibilities? It's a good question. And the thing that I find always interesting, even though those movies are, I love the X-Men movies, and I've actually watched Gift, Gifted, and they're, they do highlight where, like a couple of things, they highlight where you can be unique to yourself. Like it's very rare that any, it, it doesn't happen. So any X-Men capacity that shows up, there isn't another X-Men that has a similar capacity. So they, they always really make sure that it's, that that person is completely unique and individual. And so I think that's a really cool thing. And I think it speaks to people, um, like maybe not even unconscious, but like speaks to people without them cognitively knowing that it's speaking to them. But I also always think it's very interesting too, because I've watched the show, the gifted show, and now it's starting to be this situation where you've got the X-Men and then you've got the normal quote unquote normal people. And now they're starting to war. So I was like, last night I was watching, I'm like, why does it always go that direction? Like, why does it always have to be this like, they're different. So there's an antithesis and now everybody's going to fight and they're trying, you know, it's like, I would love for someone to create a show where people show up different and have those capacities and everybody goes, I want to do that. Yes. <laughs> How do I get that? You know what I mean? Like, where's that show? <laughs> but That's this is really the movie of our lives too, that we're talking about, isn't it? I mean, I love that we get to talk about our pop culture in a way that demonstrates that, there are things that are happening in the phenomenon of theater movies. And that's just not in the United States. It's worldwide, which are bringing to bear extraordinary imagination to honor the different, honor the gifts, call them gifts, you know, and it's fascinating about the whole idea of X-Men. Let's take a short break. When we come back, uh, we will be talking about this and much more. Stay tuned. Today, happy Halloween from all of us here. This is Dr. Glenna Rice. This is Questionable Conversations. I'm Dr. Pat. Kara Wright joining us here today. We will be right back.
spirituality into your everyday lives on Universe Soul Heart Radio. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Kathleen Johnson explores the concept of sensible spirituality, keeping you grounded, connected, and centered on the path to wholeness. Kathleen has dedicated her life to facilitating holistic healing and wholeness in others. Listen to Universe Soul Heart Radio and learn how to flourish, grow, and impact all we do on planet Earth. For more information, go to universesoulheart.net. Now you can be a part of one of the most powerful programs to help create a more joyful, loving, abundant, and peaceful world. Every day at 12 noon in any time zone, join millions of other people around the world to spend a few minutes in joy, love, and gratitude. Brought to you by Robert Schoenfeld, host of the Art of Powerful Living Radio. Together, we can raise the vibration of the planet. For more information, visit globalmomentofjoy.com. If you're dealing with fear and anxiety, you've probably noticed that the more you fight these emotions, the stronger they seem to get. Dr. Friedemann Schaub, the author of The Fear and Anxiety Solution, explains that instead of suppressing, we need to identify and resolve the deeper, subconscious root causes of fear and anxiety. His personal breakthrough program has helped thousands worldwide to overcome their emotional challenges. To learn more, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com and schedule your free consultation with Dr. Schaub now. Hey, did you know why they call the foundation the foundation? It's called the foundation because it completely eliminates your foundation for what you thought your reality was and creates a whole new space where you can have an entirely new reality that is foundationless. So from my point of view, they should call it the unfoundation or the foundationlessness. Either way, there's a big new global rewrite happening again because these guys cannot stop changing. There should be like a change anonymous that Gary and Dane go to. And it's happening April 28th to May 1st. You can find out about it at accessconsciousness.com forward slash global foundation. It's happening in Paris. Go to Paris or do it online or find a pod near you. These are all the options you have. And what else is possible? boy it makes me want to go get my mj red jacket and can't listen to that song and not want to move oh my gosh you know <laughs> totally right um and you know now we've made a t- an entire television phenomenon out of zombies right thank you thank you to michael jackson really putting the thought in uh, amc's head um before we get into this conversation about being different, uh, and this is an important conversation, I know that we're we're using Halloween to sort of talk about it, but I'm somebody that was classified as a very young age as now they call me learning different, but that's not what they said when I was a child, right? There are things that we say to our children that we grow up with with adults that our differences seem to mean less then. And we're going to talk about that today. Uh, but before we do, what I would love to do is, uh, starting with you, Dr. Glenna, how can people find out more about you? How can they find out about your upcoming workshops? How can they work with you? And then Kara, for you too. Okay. The easiest way to find me is to go to glennarice.com and then you can find all the links. 
you can find my email and my um, access links to my access site, but accessconsciousness.com backslash Dr. Glenda Rice. You can have the, um, find all my upcoming workshops that are happening around the world, going to some exciting places. Um, oh, and Facebook too. Facebook. Yeah, Glenda, let's not Dr. forget Dr. Facebook. I always forget Facebook and Twitter. You can find me on those places. Instagram too now. I'm starting to do Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, I'm starting to do Instagram too, but I'm not like doing a great job of that. But um, I'm, yeah, that's why we have Jessica. <laughs> Social media mavens. Um, so for me, you can also find me on the accessconsciousness.com um, site. You can just um, search for Cara Wright. And also there's a, a microsite that is specific about X-Men um, body of work that Access has. And it's... Um, access consciousness forward slash x-men and it has all sorts of information about the body of work and it also has all the upcoming classes with me and the other mm -hmm. facilitators that do these classes um that really is a great opening for me to ask you about that and the work that you do in the world um because i think that we're starting to see in a number of of places uh, where being different is not looked upon the way it used to be. And I mean, do I have our pop culture to thank for that? Do I have, I mean, there are a lot of reasons for it, but Kara, I would like to ask you about your body of work in, in this facilitation of X-Men and be, being an X-Men facilitator and what that means for how you work with people that are labeled different. Clearly I shared with you that I was, uh, I found out when I went back to doctoral, uh, for a doctoral degree that I had a learning disability. And I found out because I was sitting next to a, a woman who, and we were uh, kind of on a mentoring team and she was watching me write formulas down on the paper. And at that point, my first year I was failing and she's watching me write the formulas down on the paper and she looks at the paper and she looks at the board. And she said to me in a, uh, a very strong accent from Thailand, what are you doing? <laughs> and I looked at her and I'm like, you know, what do you, what do you mean? And she's pointing to the paper and pointing to the board. And she says, what are you doing? What are you writing? You know, you're drawing the wrong thing. And I looked at her and I said, no, I'm not. And what I discovered was she was right. I was wrong. And that led me on a journey to appreciate what it was and why I was learning different. That learning difference today is what makes me good at what I do right now. But I wanted to talk to you. How many people do you work with that are in a similar situation? And how attached can we get to a label that really doesn't serve us? Yeah. So the X-Men body work is something that um, Gary Douglas, the founder of Access, um, kind of created and did classes. And now we have facilitators that are doing the classes. But what we look at is everywhere people have been labeled with disabilities and we look at it from the point of view that is it a disability or is it actually an ability? Um, you know, so people who have, you know, we used to talk about autism, ADD, ADHD, OCD, um, dyslexia, and what has been actually occurring more recently in the last, I'd even say year or two, is that the labels have gotten actually more specific and more creative. So those are real broad spectrum labels, the ones that I just mentioned, and now yeah. all sorts of very like, you know, very specific labels. And um, the thing that we talk about a lot is like when you do label something as a disability, does that actually give you access to whatever that thing is that you be that's so different that people don't understand it enough that they're labeling it? 
And like you said, most of the time people, the, you know, it's the people who, you know, the Richard Branson's, the, you know, the people pretty much all of, uh, you know, the tech world in California. I mean, most of those people have some sort of way of, and really what it is, is, is it's receiving and delivering energy because it, it's every, most X-Men when we run into them have a completely unique way of interacting with the world, whatever label they have. And oftentimes it does make them very successful if they can access it from a space of it's an ability, it's not a disability. And I was the same growing up. I was never labeled, but I was always in like the resource, you know, I was in third, but I was in second grade math and I was in fourth grade, but I was in, you know, um, yep. so I was always, because I didn't actually learn the way that other people learn. And at the time, I don't think I really realized that. And what I ended up really excelling at is cheating off of people. <laughs> and I got into all the advanced classes. And that was actually capacity. Because one of the things that I have learned about myself with these access tools is that I have an ability to have this spherical awareness of many different things at one time. So it was very easy for me to cheat. <laughs> I love that. Very well. You know? I have my, um, my middle daughter, I, I'm going to just like say this on air. Okay. Um, she, so she um, was diagnosed, labeled dyslexic, severe enough. They didn't know what it was. They, they, it was when she was first tested, she, they gave her the spelling words and she couldn't write any of the words, but she'd draw beautiful, delicate pictures of whatever the word meant. And the, the um, psychologist was analyzing, this is amazing. She wants us to know she's not stupid that she knows what these words are. She just can't put the letters together. Um, and one of the things I was like, you know, you might, you're not that into school. It's not that fun for you to make it easier. Learn how to cheat, cheat well, <laughs> don't get caught. Um, I remember saying that to her, shocking <laughs> mother to say, this is why I'm a questionable parent. <laughs> Ask the question, what's gonna create more? And she's now graduated, she's in art school. Um, exactly. design school in Dublin. Yeah, she's a, she's 19 now, and she did. She cheated beautifully. She's admitted to me. She didn't tell me as she was going through high school, but she said, "Yeah, that's kind of how I got through." And getting through high school got her into this wonderful art school where she is excelling and have and having like creating so much joy mm. in what she loves to do. And some of her the abilities she has with writing and stuff like that. It was somehow the dyslexia was twisted up with that. And Cara may be able to talk more about what that is from the access point of view. Um, well, and I yeah, mean, let's talk about that because, you know, it's interesting that we're kind of talking about this, but let us not forget that one of the most prominent people in the world right now, one of the richest people in the world right now, if anybody watched the movie, the social network, one that person who I'm not going to mention on the show but that person and, and how, quote, he discovered what he discovered. Yeah, they kind of showed that as cheating. <laughs> yeah, they did. Know the story. Why yeah. is cheating anyways? Like, if I can get the information however I can get it, how is that cheating? Because I got it different in a different way. And that's really, that is dyslexia. Like, it is basically an energetic, it's a different way of receiving yeah. and delivering energy. Because yeah. uh, that's how... Like, we like to think words are how we communicate. We like to think writing is how we communicate. Like, and far 
like way before that actually comes into play, you are aware of an energy. So oftentimes many of us are aware of like when somebody says they're happy, but they're not you, but everything about them is that they're not happy. You know, we all have that ability to perceive um, energy that way. And for some of us, it, it translates down into how we perceive a word and words are not just letters, you know, like they have an energy to them too. And so dyslexia is so much more than just, I never knew I had dyslexia because I, I'm like, well, I don't flip letters around. And that's mm-hmm. the only definition I had of it, but it is a bigger topic and it is more to do with how you receive energy. Yeah. And, okay. And I think you're right, because I think one of the things that we do is we may have someone like me, you know, my learning disability. Now it's not called that anymore. We don't even use the word disability anymore. But, you know, I don't know what else to say. Uh, My thing, like Jessica would say, thing one. So thing one about the way I learn is when you two are speaking, I do not see your words. I see pictures of what you're saying. So I don't see the word. So Glenna, when you're talking about your daughter and you're explaining the process she went through, I see her in the classroom and then I also see her selling art. So I I don't see the word. I see the thing, right? And I have an intuitive uh, sense or imagination of it. Now, I don't know what your daughter looks like and I certainly don't know, you know, what it's like to be, you, you know, dyslexic, but I can see that. And so, but in the world of, of education, there is not a test that you can take that you'll do well on that is in the written language if you see words as pictures. It is not going to happen. You cannot sit down for nine hours and take a GRE and, and, and literally try to answer those questions. Yeah. It just can't happen. I mean, like, right? You know, what's interesting, my daughter, you're talking about seeing pictures. She has an amazing ability to do that and also put those pictures, right. put the pictures into her pet's head yes. and, and to do what they she wants in the most yes, exactly. amazing ways. Um, and she actually changed her dyslexia around on her very own. Yeah. Started learning to read because of Pokemon games. Yep. So I, the video games, the little ones, I am so grateful for those because she got sick of asking me and her brother what the words were. And then um, going into ninth grade, she just chose to turn it around and went from a like a second grade reader into a grade level reader that year. She almost came into that after going to an amazing access class, actually. And I think that's what we're talking about today, because we have all turned it around. I mean, I'm sitting here with 14 years of interviewing people. I've read over 9,000 books. And if you were to put me in the box that we just talked about, people would mostly say, that doesn't work. I just read differently. And Kara, isn't that what you're saying? That our differences are not a detriment. And isn't that what this is about today? You know, we're talking about Halloween, but we're really talking about characters that are being revered in the world. And they are different, but they've turned their differences around. Isn't that what we're really talking about here today? And aren't we going to, you know, share with people, how do we turn those around? How do we turn those around, uh, Dr. Glenna Kara? How do we turn those around? Well, I mean, and that's one of the main things we do in the um, X-Men access X-Men body of work is we taught, we, you know, one of the main thing is starting to ignore, like starting to have it be the label as the disability and starting to look at like, okay, so how is this actually an ability and how can you use it to your advantage? And cause you can 
relearn, like it's almost like a relearning of how you function in the world and that what we do in access where we basically, you know, get rid of and dissipate all the points of view that keep it locked in as a disability and start to look at like, well, if it wasn't a disability, what would it be? Uh-huh. You know, And how can you excel at use whatever that is? Like, you know, oftentimes like Glenn is talking about with her daughter seeing pictures, people who, ha- who do have some of these, especially autism. One of the things that's a hallmark of people who have autism is that they do see in pictures. And they don't just see, it's like you say cat and a person who has autism is going to basically in their mind, all of a sudden, every single cat that they've ever felt, seen, heard, um, you know, will pop into their head. And so it does allow you to have access and be able to be really good at a lot of things if you stop looking at it like it's a disability and you're able to actually look at it like, okay, so this is how I am and this is what I can do. What could Mm -hmm. I use this for in my life? I think we have an image of a cat for Facebook Live that I think Carter is going to put up. Um, But it really leads me to to ask both of you, um, as a kid, let's talk about scary. Let's talk about Halloween. So I'm, this is my favorite holiday of the year. And so, I mean, what was it about growing up where all of these scary, horrible, whatever we want to call them, ghosts, goblins, all of the above, you know, what is it about that that did it did or didn't scare me? You know, what is it about these? What is it about the entities? And what is it that we do and is still being done where we look at these phenomenon in the world and we make conscious decisions about what we see in them and how we see them in the world and in ourselves, right? I mean, aren't we looking at the world of possibilities now and how we look at possibilities that we don't consider? What if ghosts weren't scary? What Mm -hmm. if, well, one of my favorites, zombies were really okay? I don't know (laughs) if that's going to happen, but you know what I'm trying to say, right? <laughs> they're never going to be okay with me. I, I don't think they're going to be okay, but you know what I mean. Walking dead people. Uh. <laughs> um. Creepy how zombies get created because it's always some weird, like, misstep that we make in science that becomes this situational zombie. <laughs> That's always a little freaky to me because I think it's a little too close to home. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think it is too. Yeah. I think it is too. The whole biting thing is a little bit weird, but uh, you know, I mean, someday they're going to invent a zombie that they don't have to bite you. They can just touch you as something. I don't know. Is maybe write the letter Z on your forehead. Um, Watching that movie. Yeah. But, but this is really the deal. So we have ideas that we look at and the, and look, and let's talk about entities for a minute, if we could. Um, We have imaginations and we have ways that we see the world, whether the entity is something that is in our imagination or it is a phenomenon that is in our subconscious. And the question really becomes, some people don't react to ghosts and some people do. The question is, how is that so? Dr. Glenna, how is that so? Kara, how is that so? Well, a lot of this is awareness, Um, you know, the, the, and one of the other things you talked about is fear. So fear yeah. is the thing that distracts you from awareness. And when you're afraid of ghosts, you tend to be distract, distracted from the awareness of them. But I know when I, when I never thought much about entities, but I definitely had a scary thing with some, like any kind of movie that had that in there, I just couldn't mm-hmm. watch, um, which was actually a way I was distracting myself from what I actually had 
as an awareness of beings that don't have bodies. Entities are beings without bodies. We're entities with bodies. And when we don't have a body, we're an entity without a body. Um, and they can, they're, they can show up in all sorts of different ways. And I, the, my favorite way of it ever being described is it's kind of like, um, I'm going to say the Mission District here in San Francisco. You're up in Seattle. It'd be like Pioneer Square. Some, <laughs> that it's like you've got everybody there. You've got weird homeless people. You've got brilliant billionaires. You've got moms and their kids. And entities pretty much show up on the spectrum of all of that. And um, some of them are bored. Some of them try to scare you. Some of them just want to talk to you and you perceive their energy. And that brings up this fear. Um, some of them are brilliant contributions to what you can create um, and information. And some of them are tricksters. And it's really being always being a question like, what is this? And if entities that aren't there to contribute to you, um, you can send them away. Tell them to leave, go back. Do they realize they don't have a body? And there's lots of tools we have in access that can contribute to making that easier to uh, get rid of entities. But really the fear is, an, is usually an awareness of something that you're not, wall not wanting to perceive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, um, I grew up with a lot of very horrible kinds of love in these, uh, what do you call it, movies and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I grew up with them. But I got to tell you, there is one movie that you will not go to me to see. And even the, uh, what do you call them when they come on the TV about it? Like the trailer about it or anything about it? There is no way I'm going to see this movie, It, where there's like some kind of clown thing in a sewer and oh. then the other one is with the, you know, Chucky the doll or whatever that is. I mean, there is just, for me, that is, must be a phenomenon that is so close to some childhood fear for me that my adult can't, it is like, no, no, that is off limits. And that is, I think, part of the process of what we do, isn't it? Some people can't go into a home that looks like the, or a motel that looks like the one from Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to say anything <laughs> <laughs> well, and I would say too, like the thing that's interesting about entities is that oftentimes we're talking about X-Men, but oftentimes like uh, the awareness that you have of entities, everybody has the ability to be aware of entities, but some people have much more of a capacity to have a more full spectrum awareness. Everybody perceives them differently, but that's kind of like an X-Men thing. Like that yeah. might just be your thing that you perceive energy in such a way that beings that aren't in bodies are actually very obvious to you when they're not obvious to other people. And what can happen when you're a kid is you might see something in the room and simultaneously have the awareness that everybody else in the room isn't paying attention to or seeing that particular thing. And that if you were to say out loud, there's a person standing there, somebody in the room might actually either tell you you're crazy, make you wrong, <laughs> make fun of you. So oftentimes entity awareness is something that we suppress from a very, very early age. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, all the movies and things like that, like those do make it a very scary thing. So then you buy into that. But, but the intensity of energy, like Glenna was saying, you know, when you have such an intensity of energy come up around something like entities and you have like a real resistance to it, oftentimes it's because you actually have quite a capacity with them. Yes. And the reason why you're so dynamically resisting it is because somewhere in there, you know that. So what was yeah. funny when I first started doing the, this access stuff and I had started getting more awareness about yeah. and being willing to have more awareness, entities started showing up. 
Yes. Talk to me because I yes. perceive them. And you're when you can perceive entities, you're very interesting to them because you're one of the few people that notices they're there because if they're walking around and most people are not even seeing them and you can, you become very attractive. Um, so having the tools to um, just ask, what is this? Is an entity? Yes or no? Are they going to contribute to me? Yes, no. And then no and say, okay, you know, I'm, there's nothing I really have to say to you. You can go now to your next great adventures or stop bothering me or just, you know, and to know that as a, a being with a body, you have so much more potency yeah. in so many ways. You actually have a body. Like they can maybe knock over a candle or make a door shut, but I can do that really easy. <laughs> Picking, I can pick up a candle, move it around the room. This is not difficult for me. And we make them more powerful or more po than we are. Yeah. Um, and they aren't. They really, I, I've had so many gifts from awarenesses and information that I've gotten mm -hmm. from beings without bodies that, that you were such like, um, just like things I wanted to create with my future or stuff. Yep. About my, yeah. Just so much stuff. And I've had them come in when I'm working on clients and this person will come in <clears throat> and they'll have, have like an ankle injury. And the first thing they start talking about is some dead relative <laughs> who wants to say something to them. And I find myself saying something kind of strange. <laughs> going, oh, why did I say that? Oh, it wasn't me. This this, this being wants, that they're talking about is trying to talk to them. Give them this information and they never see me again. Like their ankles are fine and they go away. I've <laughs> things like this happened a few times. I want to talk about this now because I think this is an important time to really, really explore this. I've said this before, Glenna, and you've heard me say it. I don't know that I'd even be here talking with you if it were up to me by myself. Not only have I, I've, I consider this divine guidance, you know, whether it's an entity or Linda's mom, one day Linda's mom, I think, was trying to get her attention and she literally knocked the lamp off that she gave me, by the way, that was in my bedroom that had no way that it was getting off the dresser and ending up on the floor. And by the way, the bulb doesn't break and we heard the crash. And so we had to stop and say, what were we just talking about? How do we get that awareness? Because I, I mean, honestly, we still to this day, there's no way that that lamp jumped off of the dresser, four feet, ended up on the floor, right? Out of nowhere. There's nothing in the room. There's no dog. There's no cat. There's nothing in there. And so we now know to say, oopsie, Joan's here. How do we optimize and how do we get prepared when we are visited to with to try to give us some guidance. Oh, that's a, another big question. <laughs> I would say actually the first thing that popped in my head to actually say is be willing to ask a question whether or not this being is there to actually contribute to you or not cuz sometimes it's like Glenna said you're they just have the sense that you're actually a, you can actually be aware of them. And so they show up for you and it doesn't so many times people make those things significant mm -hmm. and making it significant. We are, we actually cut off a lot of what we could be aware of and what we could receive mm -hmm. uh, from the entity. So what if it's just like an easy interaction, just like if you were to see somebody on the street? Yep. And you literally are in the question of like, you know, what's up? Because oftentimes too, you'll, you'll become aware of entities that actually aren't aware they um, aren't in a body anymore. Wow. Hey, we, you know, the way we do the death process here, there's a lot of people who die 
not necessarily conscious because they are, you know, in a lot of pain and we do a lot of medications for those things. And so sometimes it, you're actually the gift to them because you, you show up, you see them and then you're like, Hey, do, do you know, you don't have a body anymore? Cause they're just kind of lost in space in a lot of ways. And so it's a, it's, it's both like they can contribute to you. You can contribute to them. And you always want to be in the question of, are they actually here for me is another like thing. Cause when you start to acknowledge your awareness of entities, they do start to show up a bit more. So you're like, okay, so cool. Are you here for me? Someone else, something else. And then that's where it starts. That energetic communication starts. Yeah. And you can just ask them questions. Yeah. What's up? Mm-hmm. You want to know something? Do you have something for me? And then do you know, you don't have a body. I've, I've cleared people's homes that um, had, long-standing ghost problems by just saying, Hey, you know, you don't have a body. It's like, yes. they like kind of look at themselves like what? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't have one. I know it seems so simple, but what if it actually is that easy? We make this so complicated and so secretive and um, just cause you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there and you're not perceiving it. Not right. We don't have to see everything with our eyes. Right. And know that, you know, yeah. I mean, if you get the hit that, oh my gosh, is that a ghost or an entity? <laughs> probably are aware of something. Right. You know, and if right. it's in a relative, they usually are just kind of hanging out to say they, say hi, tell you something. Um, and then they can get that information doesn't isn't always easy for me to get. So I'll just ask them to say it in a way I can hear and give me a second. Um, sometimes I'll say like, back off, don't get so close. <laughs> but I talk... They're, if they're not scary to you and you're not coming from this una- place of unawareness, you can just interact with them like Cara was saying um, in a way like you would if someone, a stranger came to your door or, a old, or a relative came to your door. How would you react or be with those people if they had bodies? So they're just, if you just see them as beings without, without bodies, how would you be with them? And, you know, and having said that too, it's like, there are, you know, just like in life, when you have, there are certain people that are going to contribute to your life more than others. And that you can have those beings that show up again and again, that are there to actually contribute to you. And many people have that. Um, and it, they don't necessarily have to be people, um, beings. They can be all different kinds of beings. Like, you know, I became really aware of how much I am aware of nature and like what you would say, nature spirits or the energies that, exist on the land and oftentimes those energies if you're willing to not kind of freak out if you're willing to actually be with whatever that energy is they it is there is and there's information there's energy there's ways that it can contribute to you there's ways you can contribute to it and all of it is such a cool communion um that if you stay stuck in the idea that all ghosts are poltergeists so oh yeah i mean that's the movie that you know honestly you can't even watch twice um uh, you know i wanted to uh you know ask you both about the world of possibilities because that is what we're talking about and we're talking about being able um to have this sense of knowing i mean simple example then i'd like to hear from each of you about how the this energy helps us step into the world of possibilities i was cooking something the italian the other day and all of a sudden i reached for some kind of uh spice and 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 put it in there and uh, and i'm cooking it and i'm cooking it and i'm cooking it 
And all of a sudden, I thought to myself, my gosh, why did I put that in there? By the way, it tasted like super good, right? But Mm -hmm. it's like, that is not a spice that I would normally put in this recipe, but I did. I mean, isn't this sort of the acknowledgement of awareness, which is so natural, it's like breathing? Yeah, you knew that you knew. And you didn't question yourself and you didn't go into your head. So much of awareness is stopped by our thinking brain, our logical brain, because that's not logical in this reality to just pick up a spice and throw it in. You should have had a recipe, you know what's supposed to go with what, and you weren't even asking to experiment with different stuff that day. You were just being, your hand grabbed something, and you put it in there. Like, what what did your body require from that spice? Usually when stuff tastes really good, our bodies are very happy we're eating it because it's something they require or are asking for. And you allowed your body to communicate with you to create that. That's fabulous. Life is so much more fun when we create from that place, when we're not being logical, when we're willing to follow the energies and have everything around us contribute to us that way. Even if it's as simple as putting a spice in your soup. Mm-hmm. You know, it just creates more for your life. Exactly. And can't we consider this? Now, this is what I want to talk about because we're talking about the X-Men and we're talking about also gifted and we're talking about being different. But this is a way to take something that some people would call a gift and and have it be uh, a normal part. And my favorite word, a normal part of our operation of modus operandi, so to speak. And this is available to all of us. And I think that's really the main message for me today. You know, um, we have tools. And if we stepped into the world of possibilities, what we would learn is that these possibilities could be available to all of us, right? We may have to learn some some tools, right? Like now I know to ask what else is possible in the middle of a complete crisis, right? Mm-hmm. But I had to learn that and now I use it. Is it isn't it true though that this could be available for everyone? Absolutely. I, I think so. I mean, for me, these tools like the um access tools in general, like my first bars class was when I actually like finally had that space to choose something more and to choose more possibilities. But all the tools, especially the X-Men tools, the entity tools, the ones that I always gravitated towards the weird ones, of course, um, even within access. And it's like, it's allowed me, everybody knows the difference between when you're just watching regular television, when you're watching high definition television, like we all have like a pretty good, like, it's like big. And then like, you know, they've come out with even more. It's that difference. It's like, living your life in black and white or going to technicolor or living your life, like not, you know, not having that high definition, but, but what it does is open you up to having that just acute sense of the definition and everything's vibrant and colorful. And like Glenna said, it's more fun. Like what if purpose of living was to have fun? Yes. And what if different was a new normal? (laughs) (laughs) Yay. That's my target. What a take. And today it is actually because it's Halloween. Yes. <laughs> it is Halloween. So what are you two going to be dressed up as? Oh, I think I'll probably do the whole standby. Like I have this really cool witch hat that has all these feathers on it. I love it. Oh, okay. Oh, you're going to be a witch? Yeah. <laughs> Mine's kind of the same thing. I have a witch hat. It was always my go-to when the kids went trick-or-treating. I don't have any more trick-or-treaters in my house so that are going out. They're all way too old for that. Um, They're going out to Halloween parties on their own. So I'll be home. (laughs) 
enjoying being home. I still have one niece that still loves it. So I still get a couple more years. I love it. I love going out on Halloween. Well, I do too. I mean, you know, I mean, honestly, I would be, uh, I would be not telling the truth if I was telling you that I didn't think about going to get the whole head shave to be 11 from Stranger Things. I love the dragon. But I am the dragon yeah. thing because, funny enough, didn't make the top of the list, must say, uh, Game of Thrones and none of the characters in the Game of Thrones made it to the top of anybody's list. Why? Because we so want to tap in to that energy field in Stranger Things. You see, the phenomenon today that folks are tapping into is exactly what you both talked about. The energy of things. The X-Men, you know, the focus on energy, even in the television show. Stranger Things, multi-dimensional universe. I mean, think about the energy of what people are tapping into. Wonder Woman, you know, click those wrists together. Boom, energy. See, this is the common thread in all of this and in, and in what you're talking about. Yeah, and what if that energy is, it's like technicolor, it's so rich and it's so available and it's only us being either unwilling, unable or refusing to be aware of it that stops us to have that as mm. access, access that. And when we talk about the access tools, access consciousness is really about access, having the ability to access the consciousness of everything. And all of those energies are consciousness. Consciousness includes everything. And the one thing we haven't really talked about is one of the ways to um, just a simple tool is to stop judging. <laughs> not, you know, if you've got these X-Men capacities, they're not a wrongness and not to judge them is something you don't want to have. Being different is something you don't want to judge. It's something, it's a capacity that's the greatness of you and to have that greatness available. Um, and judgment is always going to start killing yeah. you. Because yeah. you, you can't ever see something, if you're judging something, you can't see anything but what matches your judgment. So if you can get out of judgment of all of your gifts, talents, and abilities that look strange and different and weird... Mm -hmm may have capacities that show up you never imagined. Yeah. And this, yeah. And this is what we're talking about. But I want to just say to both of you, you have ways to help people. Um, first of all, let me thank you for today. And I don't want to run out of time before you have an opportunity again to let people know how they can find out more about you. And thank you for a great conversation. Glenna, why don't you go first? Oh, to find out me, glennarice.com, easiest way to find me. And you can find me on the Access Consciousness website. Um, you can just search for Cara Wright with a W. I love it. And I'm Dr. Pat. And you can find out more about me at the Dr. Pat Show or Transformation Talk Radio. Uh, thank you so much, Benny, for putting all, pushing all the right buttons. Thank you, Carter, for our Facebook Live interface. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. And remember, guess what? You too are gifted. We'll see you next time. <laughs>